Chapter 30 of Rational Theology as Taught by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints by John Andreas Widso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Wayne Cook. Chapter 30 The Community The relations of the few and the many lead to great problems, which are of the gravest import to humanity. Community Defined a community is a body of people having common interests and usually living in the same place under the same laws and regulations from the beginning of time individuals have associated and grouped themselves into communities every church is a community of believers the church which conforms to the whole law is the one characterized by authority and operating under authoritative laws the individual in the community a community is a great organism with individuality which must express itself in adaptation or opposition to law since the community is composed of individuals each with independent wills and agencies nothing must be done as a community to prevent the full unfolding of the individual for the more progressive the individuals the more progressive is the community while the community is under responsibility to each individual the individual, having accepted a place and life in the community, must not do anything that will restrain other individuals of the community. Whatever is good for the many must always take preference. This does not interfere in the least with full individual development, since the greatest individual development always comes from proper adaptation to law. When each individual faithfully obeys the law, the community is safe. The Rights of the Community The community has rights which are as inalienable as the free agency of individuals. Any individuals who will not obey the community laws should move out of the community. Those who remain must yield obedience to the laws established for the public good. This was well brought out in the Great Council when Lucifer fell because he was not one with the community. In that great day, as in our day, the many had the right to demand that their good be considered as of primary importance. Training for the Community In view of the supremacy of the community, it becomes indispensable that the powers of the individual be so unfolded as to be of service to the community. No man can selfishly stand aside and say, quote, I am sufficient unto myself. In the community I have no interest. Though I obey its laws, I do not serve it. It is not sufficient that a man obey the laws of the community. He must vigorously serve the community. Every act of every man's life must relate itself to the good of other men. This is fundamental in the gospel, and should be fundamental in the daily relations of men. This justifies the modern training now given men for the necessary pursuits and common tasks of daily life. Whatever is necessary may and should be made honorable and dignified. All pursuits are made professional, so that all who serve the good of the many may find the same joy in their work, whatever it may be. All men should be trained for service to the community. It is an interesting commentary on the present-day church the President Brigham Young was one of the first men in America to establish schools in which the training of men for the actual affairs of life was made preeminent. Today we train for citizenship, 
whether in the church or in the state in such training lies the hope of the community for its future by such training will a feeling of community responsibility be established among men supremacy of the community from all this and from what has been said in preceding chapters it is clear that the great plan was so devised that men may unitedly work out their salvation man may not stand alone brotherhood is the great principle on which the church is based End of chapter thirty